It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and to subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, free and available everywhere. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, because tomorrow I need to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. And I also need y'all to send me in some mailbag questions. We're very light this week, and that should not be the case as the Panthers had Frank Reich talk on Tuesday. Also, we heard from... Jim Caldwell, Jero Vero talked on Wednesday. So did Dom Capers. Remember him? He's back here in Carolina. The first ever Panthers head coach is now a senior defensive assistant here in Carolina. And we're going to hear from Deuce Staley on Thursday. And we're going to hear from new offense coordinator Thomas Brown. So I'm sure you'll have plenty of questions. So go ahead and at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. But of course, follow me first there on Twitter at Julian Council. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Getting into uh, some of the key things that new to Panthers defensive coordinator Jero Averro had to say on Wednesday afternoon. But before I get there, I got to figure out how to say this man's name. I was talking to y'all the other day with Jordan Rodriguez, and she's saying, you know, you just call the man E. That's what happens when he's here long enough, you just call him E. Okay, cool, 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 cool. But here's the problem I have. I've been spending weeks now going to YouTube every day to this video of him introducing himself as the new Denver Broncos defensive coordinator. And he said his name is Ijero Ivero. Now, today... I saw a video on the Panthers social of him pronouncing his first name, Ajero. 
So what is it, man? Is it Ajero or is it Ajero? I don't know how to pronounce your name at this point in time. I'm just trying to get it right because I don't want to be out here butchering his brother's name. But I also don't want to be up here looking like a fool, even though a lot of y'all probably feel that's the case anyways. I do that every day. But still, I'm kind of frustrated right now because I'm out here practicing this man's name every day, and he's out here pronouncing it two different ways. What's going on? Okay, not really all that important. I just... I just got to get that off my chest because I'm just kind of like, guys, what, what are we doing here, man? Like, I, I'm excited to do this here, but what what do I call you? How do I say your name? It's a tough one, but I'll get over it. All right, let's talk about uh, Averro's defense, though, because he's here in Carolina now. He interviewed for all five of the head coaching openings this past head coaching cycle in the NFL, including here in Carolina, and decided after being passed over that this was the location that he wanted to be, and people wonder why. Well, it was fairly obvious why he'd want to come here after being in Denver, where they've had an excellent defense for the past five, six, seven years, and we know all too well about that Denver Broncos defense going back to that Super Bowl 50 in Santa Clara where, God, Mike Rimmers, but um, either way, he saw the talent here on this roster, and that's part of the reason why he came to Carolina. You mentioned Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn. All four of those players are players that were a part of trade rumors when the Panthers had traded away Robbie Anderson, now chosen Anderson, by the way, if you saw the headlines, and Christian McCaffrey. And there's some questions before the trade deadline of, is there a fire sale here in Carolina? Well, no, that was not the case at all. And despite a team giving up or wanting to give up two first-round picks for Brian Burns, he's still here in Carolina, and he's up for an extension. Derek Brown, he's still here in Carolina. I don't think Jeremy Chin was really up there. He's also injured in IR at the point in time, so couldn't really be traded anyways. And then J.C. Horn wasn't really mentioned in those conversations and also I think was dealing with a hip issue at that point in time. But still, when you looked at the Panthers' defense and whenever a new coach came in here, a new defensive coordinator came in here, you knew they were going to be stepping into a good situation with excellent players at all three levels of the defense. Burns and Brown on the defensive line, Jeremy Chin in the secondary, as long with J.C. Horn. You can even throw in Frankie Louvo at linebacker, Shaq Thompson to be determined at linebacker as well. This is a solid roster defensively for the Carolina Panthers. And now when you get a coordinator like Jero Vero or Adriel Vero, however you say his name, you have someone who can maximize that talent level and hopefully get these guys to the next level because they've already been a top 10, fringe top 10 defense the last two years under Phil Snow, then under Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb in the final 12 weeks of the season last year in 2021 or 2022. Now you have a Vero who in Denver – top 10 in basically every category that mattered last year in his lone season as a coordinator out there in mile high. So excited to see what he can do with these guys. That's one of the reasons why he is here. He also wanted to come here because he wanted to be in a situation where he could win because winning is the most important thing. And part of the reason why I think the Panthers can take that step in 2023 and why I thought they were going to be able to do it last year is because of the defensive talent. And now when you add the talent in Burns and Brown and Chin and Horn and Luvu and everyone else, and then you now have this new scheme with Averro, this could be sick, man. The things that this defense could do and how, how nasty they could be week in and week out in the NFL in 2023, I'm so excited to see what they can do and how he's able to implement his system and just set these guys loose on the rest of the National Football League. Now, one of the big hires that we also saw here in Carolina, we talked about it yesterday with Jim Caldwell being here, a former head coach in a senior role. He's not the only one. Dom Capers, 
first ever head coach here in Carolina. The headline back in 95 of him taking a job in Carolina is the same headline that we saw two weeks ago of him taking a job in Carolina. Different roles, but he follows Averro from Denver where he served in a senior defensive consultant role. Now he's doing the same thing here in Carolina where he was the head coach of the first ever of the inaugural season of the Carolina Panthers, first four years of the Panthers. And he had spent time with Avero back when he was in Green Bay, and Avero was his quality control coach, and he was so impressed by him, by his character, that when he got the call last year to go to Denver to help him as a first-time coordinator, that he did not even hesitate to do that. And Avero talked about how it just made sense for him, for a guy who has such great character in Dom Capers, who had spent time at Green Bay with and who had a wealth of knowledge, why not position yourself for the most success by bringing in that kind of experience, which is why I'm so like excited about this staff because Frank Reich did that with Jim Caldwell. And Frank Reich is in his 60s. He's been an NFL head coach. He's played in the league. He's been a coach for a long time now. He didn't have to go out there and get a Jim Caldwell. You could have looked at the success that uh, Averro had last year in Denver. You could have thought, hey, man, I already got it figured out. Top 10 defense, first year doing this, calling plays. Probably next step is head coach in the National Football League. Do I really need Dom Capers? Yeah, he wanted Dom Capers on his staff. So a ton of kudos to him for bringing Dom Capers and bringing some of these other staffers who he's had experience with in his other stops, whether it's been in Tampa where he was under Monty Kiffin, whether it's been in San Francisco where he worked at Vic Fangio, Green Bay with Dom Capers, in Wade Phillips, Raheem Morris, and Brandon Staley, three coaches that he worked with back when he was the Rams. And that's why a guy like Jonathan Cooley is now here in Carolina. A ton of credit for just his leadership his maturity and his ability to identify the right type of personalities to be on his defensive staff, which is only going to make this Panthers defense better than it was the last couple of seasons where you could really see them, especially Brian Burns emerging as one of the top units in the National Football League. Now, another interesting thing I heard from him on Wednesday was when he said, this is not my defense. You, you, you kind of take a step back there and you're like, wait, hold on, hold on. We're, we're talking about we're running a 3-4. And Frank Reich said, hey, I didn't – I didn't marry the three, four, but I, I mean, I brought in a Vero. Like I, that's who I brought in a Jero here because I'm interested in his defense, not necessarily in him, not necessarily the defense. Like that's who I want. I got the man, not the defense. And now the man who he brought in is saying, this ain't my defense. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's certainly going to have principles from what Wade Phillips has done, especially Vic Fangio, what he's done in his career as one of the best NFL defensive tacticians in the history of the league. But you're saying it's not your defense. What he means by that, he's saying, it's me, it's the coaches, it's the players. We're all putting this thing together. Remember a couple days ago when Jordan Rodriguez told us how this can be a living organism once everyone figures out what their role is and what they're supposed to do within this defensive unit? Well, that's Averro. That's the coaches like Dom Capers, who will have a massive impact, of course. That's Burt Watts. That's Jonathan Cooley. That's Peter Hansen. And it's also... Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn, all of those guys, Dante Jackson, Frankie Luvu. It's one collective unit that compromise that that you know take that um takes. I can't even think about it. That makes in total this entire defense, which is terrible English right there. That that compromise, yeah, compromise. That's what I want to say, right? Yeah, comprises, comprises. There we go. Comprises this entire defense. As I'm sure you are, like this guy cannot speak. But either way. Really interesting to see hear him say that. We always wonder what the identity of defense is going to be. He says physical, great effort in attacking the ball. And when it comes to trying to get takeaways, he says putting pressure on the quarterback. 
putting a quarterback in conflict, that's how the Panthers can cause more turnovers. And it's interesting, a couple years ago, when they had Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns on opposite sides, how they weren't able to get as many turnovers in this past year, kind of the same case. Now the hope is, with this new defense that Ajero Vero is bringing here to Carolina, the Panthers can finally be one of those top defensive units that are able to take the ball away heading into the 2023 season. Now speaking of the 2023 season, and all the pieces that are on his defense, on his coaching staff, and the new coordinator here in Ajero Vero in Carolina. What should the expectations be? Now, I know it's early. We haven't really seen what's going to happen with Shaq Thompson. They're going to bring in some more corners, defensive linemen, linebackers, all that. We don't know what the roster is going to look like, but just looking at the core of this defense, the scheme that he's going to run, and also the what happened last year in Denver. What should the early expectations be for the Carolina Panthers defense heading to 2023? I'll tell you about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before I do that, this episode of Locked on Panthers is once again brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in America. It's the midway point of the NBA season, which means it's the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line the point scores and threes drain plus Vandal even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to Fanduel.com slash locked on that's Fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA this is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card we also heard from dom capers on wednesday afternoon uh talking about this uh, new opportunity in carolina especially talking about the new defense coordinator here in carolina jero vero and just his overall thoughts on the man the leader and the defensive tactician that he is heading here to carolina and dom capers let us let it be known that, hey, this guy has all the makeup to be a head coach in the future. And, you know, the good thing about Avero is that he's not really focused on being a head coach in the future. He's just focused on the task at hand. The task at hand right now is making this Panthers defense as good as it can be and hopefully being a top 10, top five, maybe the number one unit in the National Football League in 2023. And I certainly hope that is the case when it could be his lone season. Like, enjoy him while he's here. I've seen a lot of people who are fired up about him being here in Carolina, love this personality, especially getting to finally hear from him and his thoughts early on about this defense. Like, I'm jacked up. I'm fired up just like y'all. But we got to appreciate him, why he's here, because he might not be here uh, this time next year. And that might not be a bad thing, honestly, because you want people to have success and go on to other things, especially if they're bigger things like being a head coach. Now, you know, don't go to some trash franchise, but there's only one of 32 of these. There's only 32 of these jobs. So I understand why he would leave and go elsewhere. But I also, I mean, look at it. He did interview in Houston. He interviewed in Arizona, Indianapolis, places where I would never tell anyone to go interview this past coaching cycle. But, hey, he's here in Carolina now, and I'm happy to have him. So now that he is here, Ajero Vero is here in Carolina running his base 3-4 defense, and he kind of reiterated what uh, Frank Reich said on Tuesday that 
20 percent of the time you're gonna run base the rest of the time you're just trying to match what the offense is doing and come up some other schemes like it's not necessarily like all three four and you can't be completely married to it the same thing it was a four three you're going to be multiple so we can't get too caught up in that even though you do wonder uh, how certain personnel are going to fit in this defense in 2023 which is a a key question, and Frank Reich said it's about the players, the players, the players, the players. That's what it's all about. Now, the coaches, the 10 to 20% that are left over there in the NFL, you got to do 100% of your job there to make sure that you can put the players and the team over the top on Sunday. That makes the difference. And we saw with Matt Rule how he failed to make up the difference there with that 10 to 20%, that being coaching in the NFL. Now, looking at expectations here, it's still early. Got to figure out, you know – some of the guys are actually going to be on this defense. Some guys are going to come in, whether it's going to be free agency or the draft. And we got to find out what the defense is going to look like. And it'll be better once we get down to training camp and know who the 53-man roster is, or at least have a good idea of the 53-man roster to really set the final expectations. But early expectations, we're already doing it. And it's the offseason. This is part of the offseason talk and the fodder of, okay, what's this team really going to look like once it finally rolls around to August or down there in the heat in Spartanburg and we get down to September, we start playing football, you know, toe meets leather. That's what we're doing here at this point in time. That's what we're going to do right now on the show. It's going to take some time to figure out this scheme. But I think the pieces are in place. And Jordan Rodriguez told us the other day that, it, you know, it's going to take maybe half the season. And you go back to Denver where that unit – was top 10 in most stats in his lone year there as a defensive coordinator, that being Avero Jero or Ajero Avero, getting his name backwards now, um, his lone season. You have to also understand that the scheme that they ran, a lot of those players would have been familiar with it because there's a bunch of Vic Fangio principles, and Vic Fangio was the head coach there for, what, three, four years prior to being fired, and then Nathaniel Hackett being hired into Jero taking the defensive coordinator job last season. So they were used to – the scheme. The Panthers, though, it's going to be a little bit different. Now, they've been multiple. They've done a lot of different things, and it's going to be, there's going to be a learning curve there. But in due time, I think this can be a really good defensive unit. I'm not going to sit here and freak out in the first five weeks if, you know, they don't look the way that you want them to look. Now, if we get to week 11 and it's still looking like that, then, yeah, there can be some consternation. But I feel like once we roll around week eight, week nine, that's when it's going to really start to look like the beast that we hope it can be. Now, looking at this defense right now and the pieces, like Derrick Brown, he had a tremendous year last year. And now in this situation where he's going to be in his fourth year, he's probably going to get that fifth-year option exercise coming up here in May. You're expecting him to be a monster again and be even better on a defensive line in that interior. Now, Who's going to be beside him? I don't really know. Because Brian Burns, of course, is going to be in that stand-up red roll. Maybe sometimes he might put his hand in the dirt. You're not worried about what Brian Burns is going to be able to do. But is Etor Grosbatos going to be next to Derek Brown? Are they going to bring in another defensive end who can kind of be able to stop the run and run stuffer like that? It, certainly they could use another power edge rusher opposite of Brian Burns like Jordan Rodriguez told us the other day. And where's that you know guy who can set the edge? And stopping the run, something the Panthers have missed. And I know they brought in Henry Anderson last season before the year started. But how many of y'all remember any sort of impact Henry Anderson had on the Carolina Panthers in 2022? Anyone. Anyone. So not to sit here and to trash Henry, they just haven't gotten a ton out of some of these other defensive linemen in the last couple of years. Well, it's been Morgan Fox for one season. Ito Grossmatos in his first three seasons in the NFL. Henry Anderson last year. And even kind of behind that, you haven't gotten a ton so they got to find someone other than Derek Brown, other than Brian Burns, 
who can either stop the run, set the edge, get after the passer. They got to get another dude alongside of those guys if this defense is really going to step up into that next level in the NFL. Linebacker is going to be a huge question mark heading into you know next month. Frankie Lube is going to be back here, of course. He was excellent last year in his first year as a full-time starter, and he's got to be one of the best bargains in the NFL based off of what they signed him last year to and what he did this past season and what he's set up to make again next year. Like, if I was Frankie Luvu's agent, I would be like, Mm-mm-mm, we're not touching any grass or turf or whatever surface that we're playing on until my guy gets a little bit more money because he looked awesome. Now, do it again. That's what I would be saying if I'm Scott Barrett and the team. Do it again, and then you know we'll take care of you in 2024 when the books are a little bit cleaner than they are right now as Panthers are still over the salary cap. Now, you got Luvu for sure next season. Will Jeremy Chin come back and play a linebacker role, which he did play out of necessity in 2020 when Trey Boston was still here and Justin Burris, those were the two starting safeties. Does Jeremy Chin come back and play linebacker? Because remember, Phil Snow, who's no longer here in Carolina, he said just thinking longevity – for Justin, or sorry, for Jeremy Chin, the best thing for him was to play safety. But he has struggled in coverage, and he made a ton of plays at linebacker. And he made a ton of plays in 2021 when he was healthy at safety. And the only injury he's ever really had was last season at safety with the hamstring, which that happens. Is he better sitting at linebacker? Are the Panthers better for him at linebacker? Or does he kind of play what Jordan was telling us the other day, kind of a Jalen Ramsey, like a jack-of-all-trade roles? Does, can he be that kind of guy? That big nickel, just play all over the field. I would told, I would love that, but you got to find another linebacker because we don't know what's going to happen with Shaq Thompson. And I think next week, I think on Monday, probably going to do a, a little game here on the show, stay or go, talking about some of the free agents, some guys who could be potential uh, cap casualties, and talk about whether they should stay in Carolina or whether they should go and how to work things out. I want to see Shaq Thompson stay. But as Shaq Thompson, as a Panthers fan who went – after him because he didn't show up at Frank Reich's open press conference, um, Shaq Thompson said, would you take a pay cut at your job? Now, of course, you're going to sit back and be like, well, I'm not a millionaire, Shaq, so, like, whatever. Okay, well, if your job pays you 70 k and all of a sudden they want to start paying you $30,000, are you trying to stay at that job? Probably not. So and you got to think about the percentages of what he's making and what he likely would have to make in order to stay in Carolina if he stays – on the same deal, they don't cut them or anything, or they have to rework the deal. Does that sound that all that appetizing for you as an employee of an organization? Probably not. And Shaq Thompson feels the same way. Would love to see him maybe get cut, and then come back here in Carolina after we see what his market is out there. There's got to be teams that may be interested in him. Absolutely. He's an excellent player. And Ajero Vero said on Wednesday afternoon that, yeah, Shaq Thompson ideally fits into his 3-4 scheme just as being an inside linebacker, being a guy who can match running back, a guy who can who can stop the run. Great leader in the middle. He fits what Ajero wants to do here in Carolina. Just the problem is Ajero does not have any say on whether Shaq Thompson comes back here to Carolina. I think David Newton of ESPN.com asked him about that. He's like, that's above my pay grade, man. I'm just out here trying to evaluate these players right now, put them in the right position, but I cannot say – whether Shaq Thompson will be here next year, because I am not the general manager. I'm not David Zepper. I'm not Dan Morgan. I'm none of those guys. Samir Suleiman, that's not me. Not that guy. So we'll see how it works out. But if they don't have Shaq, you're going to probably have to bring up Chin to play somewhat more in the box. I don't know what you're going to get out of Brandon Smith. They're going to have to find another linebacker. But the linebackers they brought in last year, Damian Wilson, Corey Littleton, what did they do at all? 
doesn't give you a ton of confidence in the ability to really scout linebackers as the one that was drafted did little to nothing at all. And the ones that were brought in during free agency did nothing. At, D, at DB, though, I think when healthy, they're solid. Whether it's Jeremy Chin staying back there at safety um, with Xavier Woods and when Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn are both healthy together, which is rare the last two seasons, solid unit. You feel good about that secondary. We talked about could they go from good to great, and one of the big things about that was would the depth be there? Would you see C.J. Henderson take that next step? He didn't. He's part of the reason why the Panthers did not beat Tampa Bay in Week 17 because he got cooked. Keith Taylor the same way. Keith Taylor was so bad that for whatever reason, week 18, Steve Wilkes decided to bench him in favor of Josh Norman, who's playing in his second game of the season after spending the first 16 weeks being a barista at his family-owned coffee shop. So that tells you at least how Wilkes felt about Keith Taylor. Now it's a different new staff. Uh, Frank Reich said it on Tuesday that, Basically, it's a clean slate. Now, we can't completely forget about things that happened in the past with these players. The tape never lies. Certainly, we're going to see how they fit our scheme and our team. But Henderson, Taylor, neither one of those guys lead me to have any sort of confidence and trust in the depth that they have currently at corner and in this defensive backfield for the Carolina Panthers. So that is going to be a position that they certainly need to address via free agency, or the draft. But with the pieces that you already have, with Brown and Burns and Luvu and Chin, maybe Shaq, Jeremy, um, not uh, J.C. Horn went healthy, Dante Jackson went healthy, and even Xavier Woods, you got to feel good about this defense's ability to be a top 10 unit. It's going to take some time, but I think early expectations should be, yeah, they're probably not going to look like a top 10 unit in the first couple weeks, maybe first month of the season, but they're going to get better as the season wears on. And the hope, though, too, is that they stay healthier, especially at corner, and then you can see that unit really clicking once you get to the second half of the season and late into December and in early in January as well as the season wraps up. That is really what the expectation should be. Expect them to struggle a little bit earlier, not so they're going to get gashed, but just not to look like a cohesive unit. But once you get later part of the season – we should really see this thing cook in, looking at a top 10 defense here in Carolina, which could potentially propel Jero Averro to a head coaching job next year during a head coaching cycle in the NFL. All right, take another quick pause here on the show. Come back. One interesting quote from Dom Capers, and then we'll be out of here on Locked on Panthers. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. So Dom Capers, he's back here in Carolina working in a uh, senior defensive uh, assistant consultant kind of role. He's going to 
be all over the place. He's certainly going to be a, a big part of this uh, defense, as Jero Vero said to us on uh, Wednesday when I'm um, making his first uh, press appearance as a new defensive coordinator here in Carolina. And um, I'm ex certainly excited to see uh, what this scheme is going to look like and see what he's able to do uh, with some of these uh, pieces here in Carolina. Because Scott Fitter, let it be known that I really like Derek Brown. I love Brian Burns. He turned down two first-round picks. He loves J.C. Horn. He loves a lot of these players, and he was not willing to pay part ways with them uh, come to trade deadline uh, last year during the 2022 season, which now gives Jero Vero a bunch of pieces to really utilize and to cook up some crazy stuff in his 3-4 scheme here during the 2023 season. And Dom Capers is going to be a part of that scheming here in 2023, but it was interesting. Someone is asking him just about, did you ever see yourself coming back to Carolina? And he said an old wise man once told him, and that could be him, the old wise man, that if you stay in a business long enough, you go full circle. And he certainly has gone full circle. Uh, Capers was talking about an Italian restaurant he used to go to uh, all the time where he had like a back corner booth and he had a paper and he just go sit back there and uh, read the paper, just be a part of Charlotte, be a citizen. And of course that place is gone as of, Plenty of great restaurants that we had here in Charlotte, at least ones that you used to know and love, are no longer here. And they're now condos or they're other random chains from Ohio and whatnot. So um, he talked about that. The skyline absolutely has changed. You go back and watch the playoff game um, from 2003 when that was the key pounding speech when the Panthers beat the Dallas Cowboys. And it is wild to look and see what the skyline looked like that then and what it looks like now. The Bank of America building, I think the formerly was the first union building. That's always been there. The Hearst Tower, which is now the truest building. I remember those. But a lot of the other buildings we got going on down there, they, they've changed. So it's, it's been cool to see the, the growth of Charlotte. It's really cool now to see a coach who's been here back then, 28 years ago, now back and having seen the change and really seen the changes in the league as well. And it's just seeing the change in the organization now owned by David Tepper and Frank Reich as the head coach who was his player back then and and Dom Capers talked about Frank Reich how I don't think he necessarily believed that Frank would ever Reich would ever be a head coach but he could see the leadership he could see the communication and just how Frank went about his business that he's not surprised that Frank Reich of course is in this position 28 years after being the first quarterback to take a snap here for the Carolina Panthers so really cool to have Dom Capers back here in Carolina and excited about everything that's going on with this staff. I know I've said excited plenty of times, but y'all, I, I, I can't wait. We're sitting here almost at the end of, end of February. March is coming up here, and we're going to get free agency. We're going to get the draft going on. But can we please get back to football as soon as possible to see what this Panthers team is going to look like in 2023 and, and beyond? All right, it's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, and check out the podcast free and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where I'll be back tomorrow answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter if you'd like to ask a question for the weekly Friday mailbag tomorrow on the show. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Friday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.